0: It's a festivus for the rest of us. The Golden State Warriors celebrating festivus in style. Happy festivus, everybody. We're two days away from Christmas where a huge game awaits the Golden State Warriors as they take on the Denver Nuggets in the mile high city of Denver. But for now, folks, the Golden State Warriors, they look like their old selves. It's a five game winning streak, they're back above 500. And I want to make tonight's show about the chat. I'm going to pose one interesting question in just a moment, but if you have any thoughts, if you have any ideas that you want me to answer, to address, tonight's the night. It's festivus. Air your grievances. You can also air things that you are happy about. Let's talk Warriors folks. This was one hell of a game, one hell of a win, and this is locked on Warriors. You are locked on Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. That's where every live show broadcasts. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow me, Cyrus Sauces on threads at Dog Wild. And I'm seeing uh, some interesting commentary in the chat. Again, I really want to hear from you folks tonight. Uh, and I will reward that. But one thing, you know, you know, before I get to that, actually, let's talk about the positives of this game first. The Golden State Warriors are victorious once again. It's a five-game winning streak for the 2022 World Champions trying to get back on the top of the mantle. Maybe more importantly, they're back above 500. I don't think it's a coincidence that the turnaround started with a change in the starting lineup. We're seeing Jonathan Kaminga, getting serious minutes. We're seeing uh, Brandon Pajemski, who had a fantastic game tonight. We're going to talk about him in just a moment. Trace Jackson Davis is getting a real run coming off the bench. And it's it's a combination of veterans doing their thing. There's no doubt that Klay Thompson turning his fortunes around is having a positive impact. But we're, we're just finally... We're seeing the best players on the Warriors actually play. And these are the results. The results are a fantastic basketball team that takes care of business against the bad teams. And as we saw just a couple nights ago against the Celtics, this same squad can also beat up the good teams. Folks, you have every reason to be optimistic about this Golden State Warriors team. They have a shot. They really do. Uh, But one thing in the chat I keep seeing, and look, both sides can be right on this, okay? Clay Thompson had a horrible start to the year. Horrible. We, we cover this extensively. Uh for, for a player whose stat line is often parabolic, meaning he's got a lot of highs, he's got a lot of lows, but the start to this year was abysmal for Clay. So for anyone out there who was concerned at the beginning of the season, who was complaining about Clay Thompson, don't beat yourself up over it. You had every right to. He had an awful start to the season but he's doing damn good now. In just his last six games, for example, he's averaging 25.7 points per game. He's averaging five and a half three-pointers made per game. He's shooting 53% from the field. Maybe the biggest stat of all, he's shooting 50% from beyond the arc the last six games. He's 100% from the free throw line. This courtesy of Splash Brothers, Muse, and Clay's back. The one aspect of his game that is not back, and I'm sorry to nitpick, but if we're going to be honest here, the defense is not quite where it used to be. He's not the lockdown defender he once was. But, but, that is where seeing players like Jonathan Kaminga in the lineup, seeing a player like Brandon Pajemski, who's incredibly aggressive, those minute differences, minute to some, maybe big to others, are having a huge impact on this team defensively. So whatever shortcomings we may see from Clay on that side of the court, it's being made up with Steve Kerr playing longer athletic players. And you're especially seeing the impact Jonathan Kaminga is having on the defensive side. He routinely is assigned the, the, the best player on the opposing team, and he's holding his own, folks. Seeing his ascension has been a beautiful thing. Um, but the Splash Brothers tonight were awesome. And when it comes to Clay Thompson, again, both could be right. He had a horrible start, but the clay of old is what we're seeing out there right now. And if he can maintain this, folks, sky's the limit for this Golden State Warriors team. Uh, he was interviewed in the post game broadcast with NBC Sports Bay Area. And one attribution I was hoping they would have uploaded uh, to their uh, social media account, um, but I don't see it, is he was asked about why he was slumping so hard early in the season and what's turned around. And the one thing that he attributed that was specific was tuning out media content, tuning out the noise. He, he said on the interview that he was no longer paying attention to what was being said both by the media and by individuals on social media. And who knows if it was something as simple as that, but he looks good out there. He looks like his old self. He's not forcing up shots. One aspect of Clay's game that I'm particularly loving is the fact that he's attacking the rim and he's a solid finisher. Uh, So he's not just limiting his game to sitting outside and putting up baskets that are deep. He's now going into the bag. He's attacking the rim. He's got that skill set and he's showing it. He's a fantastic finisher. Uh, I want to play this soundbite, though, that he did say because as a fellow English Bulldog lover, I have nothing but sympathy towards it, and that is Rocco, his English bulldog. Uh, for those of you that are everydayers and have been with this program from day one, when I took over, you're all familiar with the question I asked Clay about a year and a half ago, pertaining to Rocco, uh, that lit his face up and then some. He loves his dog. I love my dog, and and again, we're both English bulldog lovers. So, uh, Bob Fitzgerald and Kalina Azabuki asked Clay Thompson. What's Rocco getting for Christmas? Here's what Clay Thompson had to say. What's exactly? A, what's Rocco getting for Christmas? What's on the Clay Ooh, Thompson shopping question. list? I got him a couple new bones. <laughs> I have a couple ropes. Uh, a park day tomorrow, okay. and uh, that's that's all Rocco really wants. And uh, he'll be a, a 12 years old next year, so. I've had him my whole time with the dubs, and he's been such a joy in my life. And uh, I just love him to death. What's up, exactly. what's Rocco getting for Christmas? 12, 12, what's, sorry about that. 12 is, a, 12 is a great run, by the way, for an English Bulldog. So um I'm I'm glad he's cherishing every moment. Uh, very lighthearted and positive to hear uh, what he what he's planning on doing um with his puppy Rocco. And while we're we're playing some sound bites, let's play one more from Clay that, that was published on the NBC Sports Bay Area Twitter account. And this was Clay talking about the rookies. Because, make no mistake about it, a huge reason that the Warriors have turned things around this season and why everyone's feeling so good about this team has been the ascension of these young players. Kaminga, Trace Jackson Davis, Brandon Pajemski, Moses Moody, who played fantastic tonight. I still wish she got more minutes um, in the grand scheme of things. But look, he looked good. He's playing. And uh, Clay. Uh, was asked about the uh, rise of these young players. And let's listen real fast to what Clay had to say uh, to Fitz and Kalena when it comes to uh, the rookies on this squad. Is there any kind of gift exchange with the team, White Elephant? Is it, What's going on amongst the team for Christmas? No, Kalena, you will not be getting a gift. <laughs> I'm not talking about me, Clay. No, nah, none of that. <laughs> the rookies just get to be, uh, you know... Uh, benefited with my presence. There you <laughs> go. That's it. You're a gift. All right, Dad, exactly. Be honest, Clay. Does Rocco have a stocking? That's what I want to know because both my dogs have yeah. stockings he does above have a stocking. the fireplace. He does have a stocking. He's got some rabbit jerky in there. He's got some good <laughs> stuff. So <laughs> Rocco is well taken care of. Nice. All right. Nothing for Azubuki. Plenty for Rocco. That's right. You, hey, have a good Christmas. The nice thing right. is you get, you get to play. We get to watch you. That's the best oh, part. Cool. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Later. All right, Clay. it was muted there? Sorry about that. Uh, so, so very uh, solid content from uh, Clay Thompson. I do wish again uh, they 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 played that clip where he was asked why he thinks his slump is over, and again he attributed it mostly to just turning tuning out the noise uh, coming from whether it's uh, traditional media, social media. Um, who knows? Maybe it was just entirely a mental thing. But regardless, his shot is falling. His stats for the night. Um, which were very impressive by both him and Stephen Curry. The Splash Brothers game was on. They led all scores uh, tonight with Clay scoring. Uh, Clay scoring 28. Uh, Stephen Curry scoring 27. By the way, the start of last night's show, uh, I randomly caught this. I said that Thanksgiving's around the corner. I don't know why I said that. Uh, Christmas is two days away. I uh, just wanted to catch myself on that. Uh, but for tonight, Happy Festivus, everyone. And again, Clay Thompson, 28 points a plus 14 in the net rating, 11 of 16 from the field. That is fantastic. Six of 10 from beyond the arc. That is fantastic. That's really all I need to say. He did have three turnovers. Oh, well, Uh, did have three rebounds. Yay. Um, In 30 minutes of play. So Klay Thompson was fantastic. And then his fellow splash brother, Stephen Curry. Clay and Steph both played 30 minutes. The difference between the two's Run in tonight's game was 15 seconds. Clay played 30 minutes, 33 seconds. Stephen Curry played 30 minutes and 18 seconds. A whopping 15 seconds differentiating the two's total playing time tonight. Stephen Curry again, the legend, the greatest shooter ever. A man who is on the precipice of of being in the discussion for for his placement on the Mount Rushmore of all time greats. Shaquille O'Neal the other night brought up the fact that he should be in the discussion for the all time greats. I'm not hating on him for that. Let's have the discussion. But in terms of a pragmatic approach, um, I still maintain Steph, if they win that fifth title, it's going to shut up a lot of people who who hate on Steph. Um, And tonight he was special again, 11 of 18 from the field. The only blemish really was uh, his three-point shooting. He was just two for seven uh, from beyond the arc. Was also three for three from the free throw line. Had just one turnover. That's a stat that's been plaguing them a little bit this season. Added two assists, three rebounds. Finished the game with 27 points. So the Splash Brothers combined uh, uh, scored 55 points together. It is great to see the Splash Brothers thriving. Um, when we come back, I'm going to talk about uh, the, the youngsters who really contributed. But I also want to talk about a player um, that... And again, this is where I'm. You know, I'll, I'll pose this right now, so we have a, we have a moment in case people want to express their thoughts in the chat. But I, on social media, and again, I'm, I'm active on Threads. You can follow me there at Dog Wild. I posed this thought, which is that if the Warriors decide, and I saw in the chat a lot of people discussing Draymond Green uh, being a player that if the Warriors traded, so be it. Maybe they won't they won't be missing anything. I don't know if that's a realistic trade proposition. But Andrew Wiggins might be. And my question to you, and let me know what you think about this. If the Warriors traded Andrew Wiggins, and if they traded him just for a trade exemption and, say, a first-round pick, would you miss him? I mean, look, we're all thankful that he was a vitally important contributor for that 2022 World Championship. There's no debating that he was the second-best player on that team. But... The Wiggins we're seeing now, whether it's absenteeism, whether it's a lack of passion, whether it's a lack of consistency. We saw that time he missed last year that Champ Sharnia reported was because of his ailing father. The dude is struggling. I've heard behind the scenes, and this was this was told to me in conjecture, so don't take this as a report of fact. But this was told to me by someone who is in the building, who is around Wiggins all the time. And I don't know if this is true. I'm just repeating what they told me. And even they themselves are not saying this like it's fact. It's just their personal opinion on the matter is that Andrew Wiggins is not necessarily an individual who is in love with the game of basketball. And which is weird to me, right? But I've never really heard anything before I heard that in either direction. So if the problem with Andrew Wiggins is apathy, is just being content in life playing out this final big contract of his, would it really hurt the Warriors to trade him? And this is where I'd love to get your feedback because there are a couple of reasons for this in terms of it being logical and making sense. One is the ownership in terms of this egregious luxury tax that they're paying would get helped out a little bit. And I know, why do we care about billionaire owners? Well, maybe if they're not you know in, in deep luxury tax penalty mode, they might be willing to spend money on someone else or, or give other players extensions that, that are long awaited. But I think in, for the immediate case, why it might be beneficial to trade Andrew Wiggins for nothing in return, except for, let's say like a, like a first round, a future first round pick, which is an asset. You can then turn around to use for something else or use it to draft is this team does have a problem with depth and it's a phenomenal problem to have, but at some point in the near future, you're gonna get Gary Payton the second back, and you're gonna get Draymond Green back. And I don't know where Andrew Wiggins fits in all this. Here's one thing I am confident in saying: Jonathan Kaminga is already a better player in every facet. Meaning, if if Kaminga is Wiggins' replacement, the Warriors are an improvement as a team with that. And so so what I don't want to see is Wiggins taking minutes away from Kaminga and a player like Moses Moody when they're doing fine. They contribute themselves. This team doesn't miss a beat with those two players on the court. And you're about to have a minute problem with Draymond Green coming back, with Gary Payne II coming back, at least with GP2. I don't think anyone's, you know, asking. It's not controversial, is what I'm trying to say, with Gary Payne II. I know Draymond is a divisive figure. But is there enough minutes for all three without making some huge sacrifices? So, I pose this question to you. Would it would it be the worst thing in the world if if Andrew Wiggins was moved for a trade exemption to lower the luxury tax bill and to give minutes to players who maybe could be more deserving? We'll have the discussion and so much more in just a moment. You are locked on Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We got no live reads today. Uh, So if you're watching the recorded version of this, you might be seeing some taped ads uh, playing for you. But look, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. What are folks in the chat saying? <laughs> KP Kaffel, hope I pronounced that correctly, says, we're dreaming if other GMs would Bother with an Andrew Wiggins, even if they don't have to give anything up except the trade exemption. Joe writes, keep Wiggins. You never know what you when you might need him if someone gets hurt. Zal R trade Wiggins for a big, but where is the Wig- Where is this big going to play? Are you talking about taking Camon Looney entirely out of the rotation altogether? Ian Vareal writes, what happens if Kaminga gets hurt? So do you think Wiggins is going to be fine just rotting away on the bench? That's part of the reason why I brought this up. Is do you think Wiggins is going to be okay not getting minutes, just sitting there waiting for someone to get hurt? And if he just sits there for months and then has to play because of an injury, will he actually contribute? DJ writes, Chris Paul makes $30 million a year as a bench player I'd rather use him as a salary filler for a Lori Markinen or a Pascal Siakam. So, you, but the question is, do you want to move Chris Paul? I mean, that contracts off the books after the season, anyways. A lot of V's writes. Wiggins is still your best wing defender if he's locked in. Is he actually I have more faith in Kamingo already? And when's the last time you saw Wiggins locked in? Insane polygon, right? So the only reason Wiggins played hard during the championship season was because he was up for an extension. Once he got the bag, he stopped caring. That's in line with what I've heard. Carlos Padilla is trying to shift the focus back to Draymond Green. The only reason why I'm not bringing up Green is because Steph's wants plays a big part in all this. And I don't know if Stephen Curry wants Draymond Green traded, if that makes sense to you folks. I'm trying to be pragmatic. I'm not opposed to the idea of trading Draymond Green. Uh, Cans Mars wants, well, well, you're saying that Kavon Looney is useless. I don't know if he was useless. He he had a a decent game tonight. Played 21 minutes, scored uh, six points, grabbed 11 rebounds. Looney also had seven assists. He was a plus 15 in net rating. I don't know if he is useless. That might be a little harsh. But I do think he's more of a backup big than a starter. Trace Jackson Davis, to me, is better. Uh, Rebel to Sound says, Kerr ha- mentioned this. I'm going to check and see if there's any sound that has come down in the last 10 minutes or so uh, pertaining to that. But that's, to me, and again, maybe I'm wrong. It's just an idea I came up with tonight. But it seems to me, if you're if you're going to have to move on from a player, just to make things work, Wiggins seems to be the odd man out. Um, the only soundbite I see from from uh, Steph from Steve Kerr, I'm sorry, in regards to the post game show. And why don't we hear Steve Kerr? He talked about uh, Clay Thompson's uh, improvement in shooting, and he attributes it to shot selection. Let's hear what Coach Kerr said. Clay's been. You know, playing really well for yeah. a little while now. What what have you specifically seen work for him? Is it a matter of shots just falling down, or has he been changing something? Shot selection is the biggest thing with Clay. Um, I think over the last five games, um, he's just taking better shots, um, and as a result, our team is more settled. Um, we just we just feel um, like we're operating. Uh, more efficiently you know he's coming off screens if he's open he's shooting it if he's not he's moving it and and uh when he does that um he's he's at his best and we're at our best clay's been you know playing really well for a little while now what what have you oh sorry about that shut this up shut up okay there we go sorry about that uh so there was steve Kurtz saying uh, uh shot selection is is where things have changed for clay thompson maybe um I agree with Jay Banks who who writes that after the title win Wiggins hasn't had that same hunger. Wholeheartedly agree. Um someone wrote about uh Where is that? There was one chat that I really wanted to play and then I lost it. Gosh, darn it. Well th- th- here's <laughs> And this is a good point. Andre FRBK, how many times has Wiggins been sick in two years? A lot, a lot. Uh, I I don't know if I've seen a player miss more time because of illness. Uh, Someone mentioned as well that the size issue that if you trade, Wiggins get a center. But again, how do you fit Trace Jackson Davis into all this then? I think think, think Trace Jr. has kind of earned a place to get some real minutes. So that's the only reason why I'm not pouncing on trading for another big. We got to be realistic a little bit about the minutes here, okay? And when it comes to those minutes, unless you're talking about Kevon Looney just being out of the picture entirely, Trace Jackson Davis has earned a spot. Do you folks not agree? In, t- in tonight's game, Trace Jackson Davis, 17 minutes. He's so efficient. Six of seven from the field. He's only one for four from the free throw line, but that's okay. I didn't hurt the team. Uh, By his standards, a low five rebounds, finished the game with 13 points. You have to love what you see from this guy. Trace Jackson Davis, a.k.a. Trace Jr., Clay Thompson, anointing that nickname on him because his brother is also named Trace, and so he had to figure out a way to differentiate the two. But Trace Jackson Davis is fantastic, man. I mean, bravo. Bravo. Mike Dunleavy Jr., you scored and then some with this recent draft. Brandon Pajemski, not letting that lower back injury slow him down. Got to give love to the other rookie tonight. 7 of 12 from the field. The only part of his game that I don't think has gotten there yet, well, there's a few things. He does make little mistakes here and there, but his three-point shooting has not reached that level that it's going to reach. Folks, he's going to be a fantastic outside shooter. Uh, again, he shot 43%, 43.8, I believe, uh, in college. And that do- that number does translate. He's gonna be a, an elite outside shooter. That's one of the many reasons why Brandon Pajemski is so exciting to think about in terms of not just the the present impact, but the future. Fifteen points for this kid tonight. Ten rebounds, three assists, shy of a triple double. He led with seven. He led the Golden State Warriors in net rating tonight with a plus twenty five. Damn. And look, this is a great point right here. From K.P. Kaffel, if I'm getting that right, who mentions that Draymond Green can defend Jokic. And look, maybe you're piggybacking off someone else's idea saying that. And I apologize if if I'm not giving the love to the correct person. But that is the value with Draymond Green. And this is where I'm very curious to see how the Warriors play on Christmas Day in Denver against the Denver Nuggets the defending world champions, most likely the primary obstacle for the Warriors. They want to get back on the throne. I'm very curious to see how they handle Jokic in that game, because Kevon Looney has already proven can't do it. Okay. Nikola Jokic owns Kevon Looney, but is he going to own Trace Jackson Davis? The kid's just a rookie. So if if he can't handle the job, I get it. Right. But curious to see how it goes. Yeah, David, a whole wholeheartedly agree with you. We don't know yet if Trey Jackson Davis can defend Jokic. Very curious and excited to find out. And Fang USFU. Um, I hope I pronounced that right. You're you're saying that Draymond Green was playing really well before the suspensions. Agreed. So very curious to see how that goes on Christmas Day. Dino Manrique, greetings from the Philippines. Welcome. We got a lot of people from the Philippines tuning in. That country has exploded in terms of basketball popularity, interest. Good on you, folks. It's a great game. All right, more to talk about the Warriors in just a moment. I've even given a uh, Jonathan Kaminga his due yet tonight. We're going to talk about his numbers and his contributions on a happy festa this evening. We'll be back in just a moment. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One final segment. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day for the everydayers. We'll be back at this on Christmas Day. I don't know if I'm going to have a co-host yet or not. It's not easy getting guests for these post-game shows, so I do sincerely apologize if you get tired of just watching me. It's a lot easier to book a guest during the day than, <laughs> than it is at eight, nine, 10 o'clock at night Pacific time. Uh, so, my apologies for that. Um, why don't we uh, take a listen to Trace Jackson Davis? He was just on, uh, again, the NBC Sports Bay Area post game show. He was on with Zena Kata. I like Zena. Cong- congrats to her for, uh, uh, I don't know if it's official yet, if she's got that role um, on a permanent basis or not in terms of being the primary. Uh, pre-post-game host, um, but nonetheless, here she is handling the interview with Trace Jackson Davis, the young Warriors rookie that nearly every other team in the NBA passed up on because he wanted a guaranteed deal. True story. The thing with the difference between first and second round picks in an NBA draft is if you're a first round pick, you're going to get a guaranteed deal. You got the first three years of your contract sewed up. Not not This isn't like across the board, but generally speaking. But with second round picks, you have a lot of teams that don't want to make that kind of commitment. And Trace Jackson Davis's agent made it very clear that he wants a guaranteed deal. And if you're not going to offer that to him, don't draft him. You're going to have an unhappy individual in your organization. How could all those other teams pass up Trace Jackson Davis, just because you wanted a guaranteed deal, that is asinine. And kudos to Mike Dunleavy Jr. for having the foresight to give this kid the money he wanted. And it's not even the money, it's just the the security of a guaranteed contract. Here's Zena Cated with Trace. Last question for me, how does it feel now? I don't know if you've noticed, but when they're calling your name to come into the game, Crowds a little louder. Crowds getting excited about you coming in and getting excited about your dunks. How does it feel now to slowly become a fan favorite here at Chase Center? Absolutely. I'm embracing it all. Um, Obviously, my rookie season, there's going to be ups and downs, but I'm just playing with energy and um, trying to give the fans some dunks, some blocks, and just stuff that brings energy to the building. Well, you brought a lot. Thank you, Trace, for joining us. Last question for me. There you go. Ah, there we go. So thank you so much to Trace Jackson Davis. Thank you to Zena Kata. She's good people. Um, so I want to really fastly uh yeah, Matt, thank you for that. I, I don't really mention that enough. Hit that like button, please. Thank you, Matt dalau It does help. Thank you. That's very kind of you. Um, <laughs> Abigail and a few others talking about Draymond Green. Come, on. I would love to have Draymond Green on this show. I'll try to make that happen. Why not? Oh, there goes Slevin Calebra. I think you initiated this in the chat. Hell yeah! Why not? I'll 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 I'll, I'll pursue that. Dre, Dre's not afraid of doing interviews. I don't think I've ever said anything critical about him, right? Um, yeah, let's get Dre on this program. Why not? We had Looney on a little while ago. Um, Doctor J Thirty, get to hear from you. You said who writes that I had inside info that Kerr was upset that Kaminga was mad. No, I never reported that. Uh, What I reported was that Kaminga was upset at the fact that his minutes were reduced. And in case you folks forgot, Kaminga was out of the rotation against the same Portland Trailblazers team approximately two weeks ago. The Warriors are getting killed in that game. Kerr brings Kaminga into that game with about four or five minutes left in the third quarter. Kaminga plays the entire rest of the game. Warriors win. And Steve Kerr finally... A year later than he should have, realizes, oh, wow, this kid can play. Um, so that thats about, that was the story behind there. And then the Warriors, I don't know if they still are, but they were exploring trades uh, with Kaminga being one of the players they're interested in. I don't know if they're still doing that or not. I, I really hope not. I really hope not. <laughs> Word man writes that myself and Dre will choke you out. I'm not a choker. That's not how I roll. Um. No, 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 no. Dr. J, I did not. That's not what I said. Um, No, it was Kaminga who was upset about the minutes. And and that was a true story. And again, who knows? Look, people's opinions change. Times change. Wine, dine. Where'd you go? Wine, dine, enjoy life, right? So it would be criminal to trade Jonathan Kaminga. I agree. This kid is special. I'm glad we're finally seeing him get some real run. He played 29 minutes, 49 seconds today, just shy of 30 minutes, which is a lot even for him. And he wasn't that aggressive offensively tonight. I don't know if you folks noticed that. He was getting other people involved. I don't know if it was because of a defensive strategy by the Trailblazers. I don't know if Kaminga just saw better opportunities for his teammates. Uh, But in those 30 minutes, he only had seven field goal attempts, Um, two of those being three-pointers that did not go in. So he was three for five from the field, not including three-pointers, was 0-for-2 from deep, was a perfect 5-for-5 five five from the free-throw line, finished the game with 11 points, added six rebounds. He also had five assists. The Golden State Warriors collectively tonight, and this was just a game out of a time machine. This is what we were accustomed to a couple, few years ago, five years ago with this Golden State Warriors team. One example of that, the assists. They had 38 assists in this game tonight. They were moving the ball. This was a team effort. Bravo to the Golden State Warriors. Another category the Warriors uh, won tonight, which they've been struggling with. And this is the Trace Jackson Davis effect, folks. This is the Jonathan Kaminga effect, folks. This is playing younger athletic players and the impact and the results you get from it. The Warriors, who are awful this year with points in the paint, right? Rebounding, they haven't been so bad. And that could almost be a negative because for a smaller team like the Warriors to be routinely winning the rebounding battle night after night, that could be indicative of a lot of energy being expended. And it might be a detriment in that regard. If you're wasting all this energy fighting for rebounds and then you're also blowing leads routinely throughout a game, there could be a correlation there. So the rebounding thing, because again, the Warriors are one of the best teams in the NBA when it comes to rebounding, and they won that battle again tonight. Uh, they won that battle by forty-nine to thirty. But we've been seeing that a lot. The stat that at least I've been paying close attention to that's been concerning. But again, when you amazing what happens when you play young bigs, right? They won that battle tonight. Points in the paint, and they didn't just win it; they dominated, sixty-two to forty-two. The Warriors inside the paint shot thirty-one of forty-one. Portland was twenty-one of thirty-five. The Warriors even won the fast break battle tonight. Uh, nine, they only had nine fast break points, a uh, nine to eight. But that also shows you that their half court offense was a fine tuned machine. So, bravo there. But to see Jonathan Kaminga get, getting finally getting this run, it's it's certainly making me a happy individual. It really is. Um, oh, we're late. All right, folks. Merry Christmas, Carlos. Right back at you. Love you too. Love all of you. Thank you so much. We'll be back at this on Christmas Day. Bravo to the Golden State Warriors. They're a game above five hundred. The winning ways are back. Happy Festivus. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye.